Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, welcome back. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. We're on here on a Friday and a big, big sports weekend here in South Louisiana where we got to LSU Florida tomorrow night. Tulane trying to get to five wins, playing UConn. And then Sunday, the Saints trying to keep their undefeated streak with Teddy Bridgewater as the starting quarterback going as they go out to Jacksonville to take on the Jags. Sunday afternoon and join us now to talk a little bit about the uh, Jaguars side of things is John Reed, Jaguars beat reporter for uh, the Florida Times Union, of course, formerly worked here in New Orleans at the Times Picayune for a while. John, how's it going, man? Hey, I'm going good. I'm good. Good weather. Yeah, right. I, this uh, this little cool front that's about to come through here for us is uh, going to cool us down. I saw the high tomorrow in Tiger Stadium is going to be around 70. I was like, good Lord, that's uh, it's a welcome change from the 90s that we've had for the past few weeks. Uh, i got to ask you, do you miss uh, what do you miss most about your time in New Orleans? Oh, the people. I mean, I, I, mean, I think when you leave New Orleans and you, you, you find out just how sincere the people were there. And um, I miss the people, obviously the food, just, <laughs> just the good relationships that I had there. I mean, I spent 24 years in New Orleans. It's always going to be like home to me. So, <laughs> But I um, really miss the people there, good people. Well, let's uh, let, let's get into this matchup. Uh, I guess let me just get your perspective on this Saints team from afar on just seeing what they've had to overcome. I mean, obviously a really brutal four-game stretch out of the gates to start the season. When Drew Brees goes down with injury in Week 2, everybody starts hitting the panic button. But what have you made of, of Teddy Bridgewater and his ability to keep this team afloat? Well, I mean, I think he showed last week. I know that he didn't he didn't pass for a touchdown against Tampa Bay, but he came back this past week, and, you know, four touchdowns make you feel that, you know, you give him time to throw and he, he can pick you apart. And um, I, I think he's shown that. And, and, you know, over the years, I, I really like a Teddy Bridge, a guy that personally, you know, he really fought back to get back. And, you know, he could have went to Miami and took the money. He'd been, he'd been their starting quarterback. He didn't want to do that. You know, he, he found a home there in, in New Orleans playing behind Drew Brees. And, you know, I, I, I just like his, you know, persistency and resilience and, and all those and go into him. And, uh, you know, I followed him since he was a, when he was the quarterback at Louisville. And it's just I, I think that. You give him time to throw, and, and, and I mean he can pick you apart, and then you can and take take advantage of those weapons and get the ball to Michael Thomas. And I, I, I think that's the formula, whether Drew Brees there or not. So they're still explosive, in my opinion. Yeah, it seems like the game plan of get the ball to Michael Thomas isn't a bad one when when you're uh, coming into no, a tough not. situation. <laughs> uh, let me talk about the uh, or let's talk about the the Jacksonville situation. Uh, obviously, they they made some headlines in the offseason signing Nick Foles. Because I think everybody kind of agreed they needed an upgrade at quarterback, and 
Lo and behold, he suffers an injury early on in this season, and Gardner Minshew kind of takes over, and nobody really knew what to expect out of him, but I think we're all kind of pleasantly surprised by how good Gardner Minshew has been. Uh, What have you made of the uh, Gardner Minshew era there so far, quarterback for the Jaguars? Yeah, I tell you what, he's taking the city by storm here. <laughs> but I'm shocked, too. I mean, covered his kid during the preseason, and he didn't lead him on a touchdown drive. And, and he started three of the four preseason games, and he played a lot of minutes, even though he was playing against, you know, with the second, third team as an old kind of thing. But nobody seen seen this happening. I mean, nobody thought that this kid could come in, rookie, play with poise, look like a veteran, make the right reads. I mean, in this city here, you know, quarterback has been a, a problem for years. You know, we had to suffer through Blake Borders here for the last two years since I covered this, um, the team. And to have somebody to come in, step in, you know, thinking the season about done when you lose a Nick Foles, 10 plays into the opener, and have this kid to come in and he looked like a seasoned veteran, it's, you know, his completion rate is just very his accuracy. He can read defenses. He can do all the things a good quarterback does. And to be so young and have that poise, I mean, no, you know, it's just, it, to me, it's been uh, like one of the better stories in the NFL this season to see what this kid has done after five weeks of the season. But, uh, you know, I, I think this Jaguar team, I mean, it, they, they, they definitely have issues on the offensive line. I mean, they, you know, as far as, um, pass protection and those kind of things. And I still think it's a football team that's trying to really find itself and and, and really try to establish what it want to be. You know, is it going to be led by Leonard Fournette or is it going to be a team that passed down the field and can beat you that way? And they got to really solve their issues on defense because I think that's the biggest problem with this, with this team. Speaking of Leonard Fournette, I mean, you know how we are here in South Louisiana. We love to root for our our former LSU Tigers and also our you know our guys who are from New Orleans. Love to see them go on and have great success. Oh, yeah. it, it's been such a mixed bag there with Leonard because he's had some moments where he's really shined and looked good, and then he's had other moments where it, it's not been so great. But it seems like, at least for these last couple of weeks, that he's really kind of starting to catch his stride and looking like the back that we all thought he was going to be. Oh yeah, I think he's in a good good place. I mean, he, it was just about maturity with with Leonard. Last year was a tough season; had injuries. He didn't really meet expectations. The, the team underperformed, and he, it wasn't just him. I mean, there's a lot of guys kind of lost interest and just didn't know what direction they were going. Coming off a a great season in 2017, and to lose going to you know at this point last season. They were already they had started a seven-game losing streak. So, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, obviously the franchise put a lot on him, and they, you know, they took away his guarantees in January. And they basically he had to, you know, prove himself. I mean, it was a – I still feel it's a make-or-break season for Leonard, and but he's risen to the um, – to that to that pressure. And – um I, I I really think you you, you can't it, it can't be lost that I, I really think that um, Coach Rubisky has had a a good impact. I, I think that was one of the best hires that Coach Marone made during the off season to bring someone in here from Louisiana, been through all that, um, just the you know the pressure of being this 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 touted running back and and star and living up the expectation. He went to LSU. 
and I just think that he they they found someone here that that could connect with him in the coaching staff, and I just think he's been very impactful for for Lenny. And he said that yesterday that he's had a good impact on on Lenny Fournette to get him focused, make him understand what the expectations of being a fourth overall pick. And just um, doing the thing from week to week, you know, in this NFL game, you you, you got to produce week to week. It ain't what you did three weeks ago. It's not what you did two weeks ago. It's what you do each Sunday. And um, I, I think he understands that. I, I think he came back in the um, in the in the in the camp in in shape. I, I think he's committed. I think there's been no sign of immaturity. And, and, and you just I just think for a lot of players, you have to go through a stage of maturity and understand what this league is about. And I just think it took him a little longer than it would for others, but I, I think he's on track, and I just think he had to learn that tough lesson. Talking with John Reed, Jags beat reporter for the Florida Times-Union. Um, John, the Jalen Ramsey thing, obviously, look, everybody's followed it, the national drama and you know saying he wants to be traded, and now with the back issues and all this, uh, I saw the owner of the Jags yesterday came out and said, yeah, Jalen Ramsey's going to play this week. And then everything we're kind of hearing out of practice this week is, yeah, he's kind of been limited. And I think Josina Anderson even had a report yesterday that said, yeah, he's saying he's going to do what's best for his body. So what are you hearing the latest, and, and what percentage chance would you give it that Jalen Ramsey does suit up on Sunday? Well, I don't think he's suiting up, even though the owner said that. And I'll be honest, I feel like I'm back covering Baron Davis with the Hornets. <laughs> like the- <laughs> The whole situation is similar. He got an injury. No, he doesn't have an injury. I, I, to be honest with you, I just think this kid don't want to be here anymore. He, he wants out of Jacksonville. He hadn't changed his stance on wanting to be traded. Yeah, is there an injury? We we think it's an injury. He, but, and then he's saying that he's had a back issue all his entire career. Well, according to those um, – injury reports that we've seen over the last three seasons. He hadn't had anything show up on those injury reports related to his back. But, I I, I, I mean, he, he he's practiced the last two days as a limited participant, and I'm assuming that that's going to happen today. I don't think he's playing on um, on Sunday. That's my opinion. I, I, I just don't think. And, actually, I don't know if he's ever going to play back here in Jacksonville. <laughs> That said, if Ramsey can't go, I've been told that Trey Herndon is as good as burnt toast as anyone out there. Is that if he ends up guarding Michael Thomas? I mean, is that is that accurate? Is, is Thomas just going to have a monster day if Trey Herndon's on him? Hey, well, I tell you what, I, I've been in New Orleans for twenty four years, but I tell you what, they put Trey Herndon on Michael Thomas. You can you can start celebrating real early. <laughs> <laughs> You can't leave that on. You can't put him and isolate him on single coverage with a guy like Michael Thomas. And that's their issue. Even if Jalen was the play, and and I would think he would have difficulty considering that he hadn't practiced much and um, really hadn't played in the It's been three weeks since he played against the Titans. So definitely an issue for this team. I think you're going to have to put a, a, a you know, you got to put a safety on, on Thomas at least to give yourself a chance. And, I think that's something that definitely that they're going to take advantage of in this game. But, you know, you can't put Trey. 
we saw Trey Herndon get beat twice for touchdowns in Denver two weeks ago. <laughs> and that's receiver that is nowhere near the caliber of one who leading the league in receptions and, and, and catches. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Number 37, Saints fans. That's the guy to keep an eye on there in the secondary. Uh, what about these, these wide receivers, John? I mean, I've been very impressed with just really the group of them. I mean, look, we saw how good DJ Chark was his last year at LSU. The kid caught just about everything, and he's having a nice little breakout year so far, but all those other guys are, are dangerous weapons as well, from Chris Conley to, to Westbrook, and seems like uh, Gardner Minshew's kind of settling into a groove with some of these guys. Yeah, and I believe that's one of the strongest areas on this football team. And you look at D.D. Westbrook, the season he had last year, he's been producing, he's, he's seen him seeing a lot more double coverage than he saw last season, but he's, he's Chris Conley is a guy who can can stretch the field on you, but definitely um, DJ Chark is really boy. He's you know for a guy who didn't catch a touchdown pass last season, he kind of struggled a little bit in the preseason. Come back in this um, for these first five games and really um, take it to the next level and really having a breakout season, man, is just something that um, you know remarkable, you know, for, for, for him because he had a tough season last year, you know. They were going back to, um, you know, he had a problem with routes, had a problem with, with drops and, and all those things. But, you know, one thing that he did, he went to Dallas. He really worked hard on um, on, on improving his game during the off season, and it obviously it's paying off now. But, you know, DJ Chalk is a, is a guy that you're going to be hearing a lot about over the next four or five seasons, in my opinion. I, I, I think he's legit. I think he's going to be, if he's not already, he's going to emerge into one of the um, top young receivers in this league, and he's showing it already, second year in the league. See, I took a flyer on him in fantasy football last year, and he didn't do anything, and then I skipped him this year, and now I'm kicking myself for not believing in him. So probably should have probably should have taken him this year. John Reed, Jaguars beat reporter for uh, Florida, the Florida Times Union. Uh, last thing, John, uh, how do you see this one playing out? I mean, th- could this be? W- I feel like it's going to come eventually where Teddy Bridgewater and company are going to have a letdown game, a game where just things don't go their way. Uh, could you see it playing out perhaps this week that the Saints go in there and just don't execute in Jacksonville? It could happen, but I, I do think that the, the Jaguars is going to have a much better um, effort with the run defense. I mean, they they got totally gashed last week, and I don't think you're going to see that poor performance from them. I mean, I, I think that the, the difference of the game is going to be whether or not they can get pressure on Bridgewater. Uh, I would think that the Saints offensive line, probably one of the better ones in the league, probably may not allow that to happen. But I, I think I think the Saints are aware that this could be a game to sneak up on them. It's on the road, and, and, and you know, this team, if you look on paper, the Jaguars, they, they appear to be, you know, struggling in, in a lot of areas. But um, I, I don't know. I, 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 think the, I think the Saints, I'm picking the Saints to win this game. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think it's going to be a close one. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, and I don't think it's going to be – like a shootout type of thing. I think it's going to be more of a defense-oriented game, and who you know who who could who could strike big on on plays in that fourth quarter is going to win this game. But I think Teddy Bridgewater, and obviously what we talked about earlier, I don't think this team has anyone, and I'm just 
being, you know, straightforward, I don't think there's no one in that secondary that can go can can cover Michael Thomas. And I think he's gonna be an issue for the Jaguars. <laughs> John Reed. So I'm picking the Saints. Twenty one <laughs> to fourteen. Oh, there we go. I think I think we'll all take that here in New Orleans. John, good to talk with you, man. Glad to hear you're doing well and uh we'll have to do this again soon, man. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. John Reed there of uh, Jaguars reporter for the Florida Times Union. Uh, of course, spent so many years working at New Orleans, uh, in New Orleans at the Times-Picayune, and uh, good to catch up with him and get a little perspective on the Jaguars side of things. We'll grab a break. We'll come back more after this. Stay with us. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.